Today's episode of First Look ETF is brought to you by the New York Stock Exchange, the home of ETFs. To hear from experts across the ETF market, visit homeofetfs.com. NYSE has sponsored this production by ETF Guide LLC for illustrative, informational, and educational purposes only, without regard to any particular investor's objectives, financial situation, or circumstances. NYSE neither represents nor warrants the accuracy or correctness of any of the statements in the production, which has been independently assembled by ETF Guide LLC and with whom sole editorial control rests. NYSE makes no recommendation as to possible benefits from any securities or trading strategies, and this production is not a rec- recommendation, offer, or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or engage in any trading strategy. Prior to the execution of a purchase or sale of any security, you are advised to consult with your own advisors. Hello and welcome to the October edition of First Look ETF. I'm Stephanie Stanton with ETF Guide. It is great to have you with us. Coming up on today's show, a new ETF that invests in loans for military veterans and U.S. service members, plus an exchange-traded fund that aims to minimize stock market volatility and provide investors with a stable source of income. And a new wave of ETFs hitting the market linked to cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin and Ethereum. We break it all down and more on today's show. But first, let's kick things off. We've got Douglas Jonas, head of ETFs from the New York Stock Exchange. Douglas, it is great to see you as always. Stephanie, it's great to be back. I'm excited about today's episode. Yeah, lots of good stuff ahead. Uh, let's get started, though, with the latest update on ETF launch activity. How is everything looking? Yeah, I mean, we're heading into the close of the year. September was just like every other month, an unbelievably busy month for us. 71 ETFs launched last month with over a billion dollar raise. Year to date, that takes us to 354 ETFs launched, raising $21 billion. There's now over 3,200 ETFs in the U.S., with over $7 trillion in assets under management. And cash flow has been strong. You know, the markets have been super volatile, but year-to-date, over $324 billion in net cash flow for ETFs. Wow. It really is incredible, Douglas. Um, you know, today's episode, we've got a very unique mix of ETFs that we are talking about with many different investment strategies. How is innovation in the ETF marketplace impacting investors? Yeah, I mean, look, this episode is a perfect statement as to what's been happening in the ETF industry. About 70% of all ETFs launched year to date have been active, but that doesn't mean those other 30% of the index products aren't innovative, aren't doing things that are unique that we haven't ever seen before in the ETF market, evidenced by today's episodes. Also, when you look at what's happening, I mean, geez, we, we talk about we're the home of ETFs. We're, we're the home of the free because of the brave. And you're going to hear a lot about that with Academy. And look, what's going on other than digital assets right now? I mean, it seems like it's in the news every day. The very first Ether uh, futures-based ETFs all launching here at the New York Stock Exchange this week. You'll hear about that. I mean, th- today's episode is the synopsis of innovation. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we've been talking about this because, you know, there really is an ETF for everyone and in every sector. Um, What are some of the other trends that you guys are tracking? Yeah, I mean, we've talked about it all year long. It's sort of slipped off people's radar, but the numbers are there. Mutual fund to ETF conversion, 61 billion year to date 
in the next few weeks, weeks, we are going to see some very large conversions. About $13 billion more is converting as we head into next month. So that's going to be impressive. It's going to change the numbers. And again, education, education, education. Go back, watch all the other episodes that we've done this year with First Look, but also the podcast series, ETF Central, the podcast. It's live. It's out there. It's growing. Please join us. We have some great in-depth conversations with thought leaders from across the ETF ecosystem. All there, ETF Central, the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we're going to leave it there. Douglas, thank you so much for the update. Keep up the good work. We will see you soon. And just a quick reminder, as you heard there from Douglas, don't forget to watch First Look ETF on Amazon Fire TV and Roku. We also simulcast First Look ETF on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, and other major podcasting platforms. So be sure to check us out there. The United States has the world's third largest army in terms of manpower, with roughly 1.4 million active military personnel. You can add another 16.2 million veterans to those numbers. So how are all of these military members able to secure business and home loans? We'll hear to discuss a new ETF that is focused on the loan market for military members and veterans is Seth Rosenthal, Chief Investment Officer at Academy Asset Management. Hi, Seth. It's great to have you with us. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks for having me. Okay, so before we discuss your first ever ETF, uh, let's have you start out by telling us more about Academy Asset Management along with your firm's unique investment philosophy and approach. Yeah, so Academy Asset Management is a veteran-owned asset manager focused on authenticity and capability. So on the authenticity side, our mission is to mentor, hire, and train veterans. So what we do is we pair Wall Street veterans to coach and mentor military veterans until they build the skills to be successful on Wall Street. At Academy, we have a target of 50% veteran staffing. Transitioning out of the military is extremely difficult. There's a huge challenge with veteran unemployment and underemployment. So every year we see about 250,000 service members transitioning out of the military service. However, there are just limited opportunities for veterans, especially in industries that are not connected with the government. But at Academy, we think veterans have a unique skill set that translates really well to asset management. So thinking about working well under pressure, attention to detail, having the utmost integrity and being able to work as a team. Now, transitioning over to our Academy's capabilities. We have an investment team that has decades of experience in managing large fixed income assets uh, coming from well-respected institutions. We also have a geopolitical intelligence group that's made up of 18 retired admirals and generals with real world subject matter expertise regarding the global risk landscape. So this unique insight really helps shape our investment thesis. So thinking about, uh, you know, if you reflect over the past few years, quite often we've seen market sentiment is hinging on geopolitical outcomes and second order geopolitical events. It's so interesting. And I do love that you have that experience. You know, you have veterans and then you're working with veterans. Uh, So now you're launching your first ever ETF. Congratulations, by the way. It is called the Academy Veteran Impact ETF. That ticker is VETS, V-E-T-Z. Tell us how this fund works and uh, what does it hold? Sure. So uh, VETS invests in residential mortgages to active duty service members and veterans, as well as loans to veteran-owned small businesses. The underlying pools uh, in in VETS have either an explicit or implicit backing of the U.S. government, pays a monthly dividend, and the current 30-day SEC yield is 5.15%. 
On the impact side, uh, we see, you know, as, as this increases demand for these types of loans, we are looking to lower the end cost uh, to, to the borrowers, that being the veterans and their families. And then as this fund grows, it'll require us to hire more veterans at Academy in the front, middle, and back office. And then the third component is a portion of the sub-advisory fee will be donated to veteran and military-related charities. Yeah, it sounds like a win-win. I mean, you're hiring veterans. You're also giving money to worthy causes. Uh, with that being said, how do you see a fund like VETS being used inside a diversified portfolio? Yeah, so I'd say there's probably four ways. So one is if you're just looking to re- you know, reduce corollary risk in the current environment. Historically, during volatile environments, you know, mortgage-backed securities have exhibited low correlations to the S&P 500 and you know, investment-grade corporate bond indices. Another way uh, is you know, using it as an allocation to your broader fixed income portfolio. The mortgage-backed securities represent about 25% of the overall ag index. And if you compare it to the, the broader U.S. ag, MBS, uh, current more, you know, agency mortgage-backed market, provides a pickup in yield with a similar duration. The third component would be a discretionary allocation to MBS. You know, we see right now uh, mortgage-backed securities have a solid relative value in the current environment. So uh, seeing it attractive relative to other fixed income asset classes and just kind of looking at the current environment, spreads on a nominal basis are trading wide relative to history. And then when you adjust it on an, on an option adjusted basis, you know, we're approaching levels that we've seen only a few times in the past 15 years. And just thinking about the mortgage universe, um, you know, the majority of it is, is well out of the market. So one of the risks there is, is extension typically, but because the, the mortgage universe is out of the majority of it is out of the money, uh, you know, the likelihood of extension risk is, is limited. And then on the opposite side, prepayments, uh, given that the significant portion of the mortgage market is out of the money, we just don't see, uh, you know, we see that, um, that the prepayment risk is, is limited. So by our estimate, if, if mortgage rates were to fall, call it 300 basis points, over 80% of the mortgage market would still have an incentive to refinance. And then the last component would be uh, you could use that to replace any existing MBS holdings you have while gaining the additional benefit of uh, impacting veterans. With VETS, you get a market-based return while supporting the veteran community. Yeah, so Seth, on that note, um, is this a fund that you think veterans would also be interested and excited about investing in? Yes, absolutely, Stephanie. We've seen uh, interest from veteran-owned wealth advisors as well as uh, retail investors. So um, thus far, we're off to a great start. All right, Seth Rosenthal, thank you so much. Good luck with your inaugural ETF, VETS. Thanks for sharing more about it. Thank you. For most investors, the ideal portfolio features assets that can generate a steady source of income with minimal risk. While volatility can be good for generating some short-term profits, it can be a stressful thorn in the side for those playing the long game. Arch Indices has a new ETF that uses a proprietary tool to help minimize volatility and maximize income. And joining us now to discuss this is Yang Tang, co-founder and CEO of Arch Indices. Yang, thank you so much for joining us here. And first of all, I understand congratulations are in order. You guys are just listed today on the NYSE. Oh, hi, Stephanie. Thank you so much for having me. And you are absolutely right. It's a, it's a big professional and personal milestone to have our first ETF live as of this morning. 
Yeah, it's got to be really exciting. So before we dive into your ETF, let's first start with your variance optimized indexing or VOI methodology. This is a proprietary tool that your firm created to analyze investments. Tell us a little more about it. Sure. So, you know, Arch Indices was built as a passion project with myself and my co-founder, Dr. Jacob Huang. We wanted to build an optimal portfolio. So what we define as an optimal portfolio is a portfolio that maximizes a goal and minimizes expected volatility. Um, you know, there's a lot of different ways to think about this, but it essentially is a portfolio construction process. It's what is the right mix of assets that gives you the most amount of income and the least amount of expected volatility. Um, so in this process, we have available universe of securities. Uh, we take a look at each security's goal, uh, which in this case is the dividend yield. We look at each uh, asset's volatility and then we look at the correlation of each asset to each other. So if you think about how you know, different stocks move amongst themselves and also how stocks and bonds move together, uh, you're looking for a portfolio that has low to negative correlation so you can generate your income and minimize your expected volatility. So turning now to your latest ETF, it's the Absolute Income ETF. That ticker is VWI. Um, we understand that it is also a passively managed product. So tell us more about this ETF and then also how you incorporate the VOI uh, when, you, when you analyze this ETF. You know, when we think about passive, uh, you know, everyone thinks passive is a market exposure type product. Uh, you know, market cap, equal weight, and so forth. Well, passive is actually so much more than that. Passive is a systematic way of allocating assets to reduce errors from human judgment. Um, so if you think about the active world, the human mind has a very tough time you know, making very quick decisions. Um, so our product is somewhere in the middle. It's a transparent rules-based process to systematically allocate assets. Uh, we use VOI as our indexing methodology. Uh, and we put this into a transparent index. So uh, VWI, our ETF uses VOI, uh, our proprietary weighting methodology, to allocate amongst the stocks and the bond ETFs uh, with the goal of maximizing the income and minimizing volatility. So then uh, what type of stocks and bonds might we see inside of your ETF? And then how do you see it being used as part of an overall portfolio or investment strategy? Yeah, so we start with an available universe of securities. Uh, in this case, we define it as a minimum market capitalization of $2 billion. Uh, minimum 20 million uh, daily average trading volume, uh, minimum 3% yield, dividend yield, which is where the term absolute comes from, and a minimum five years of regular dividend history. And then we use that as the available universe of securities, and then we pick 12 bond ETFs uh, to represent sectors of the U.S. bond market for investors. Uh, using our VOI methodology, we end up picking somewhere between, at any given moment, 60 to 100 uh, individual stocks. Right now, it's about 85. And then we have eight more bond ETFs out of the 12 available bond ETFs. And we consider that to be the optimal portfolio at the moment. Uh, and what's unique about our approach is it's dynamically rebalanced. So every four times a year, we will rebalance the portfolio to changing market conditions. Um, and that's something that I think many passive products struggle with on the static asset allocation side. In terms of how investors can use this in their portfolio, you know, if you're an income-oriented investor and you're struggling with what is the right mix of stocks and bonds, this is another tool for you to have a dynamic, uh, like a dynamic approach to asset allocation and to maximize the income goal. 
All right. Well, we will leave it there. Yang Tang, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, congrats again on being listed on the NYSE. And thanks for sharing more about your ETF. We appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. The global cryptocurrency market has a total size near one trillion dollars and some observers expect big growth ahead for this booming market we'll hear to discuss that plus a lineup of crypto focused etfs is simeon hyman cfa and global investment strategist at ProShares. hi simeon it's great to have you with us here on first look etf thanks so much for having me all right so before we dive into your crypto focused etfs let's start out with a quick overview of what is new and what is unfolding in the cryptocurrency market we've of course seen a lot of changes this past year i think the story of this year is resilience if you think about the things that should have been headwinds for cryptocurrency bitcoin and ether being the one and number two uh, largest cryptocurrencies you've got higher interest rates You've got, let's just call it interesting news flow with regards to the exchanges and, and FTX and all that stuff. And in the meantime, Bitcoin and Ether are up substantially from the beginning of the year. So I'm not trying to make any forecast here, just noting that higher interest rates, challenges in the spot and exchange markets. And here you have those two currencies doing quite well this year. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it seems like people who are all in on crypto are all in. I mean, it seems like the people that I know, there's nothing you can say that can deter them. Uh, that being said, ProShares has several cryptocurrency linked ETFs. Among these are ticker symbols EETH, uh, BETH, which we call her Beth, and BETE, which we call Betty, which, by the way, girl power. I love that. Um, tell us more about these funds. Break them all down for us and how they work. ETH will go with ETH is ProShares Ether Strategy ETF and Beth and Betty not surprisingly those are Bitcoin and Ether combined ETFs Beth is market cap weighted and Betty is equally weighted and each of these use futures to get exposure to Ether and Bitcoin now we at ProShares we are the global leader in crypto linked ETFs just a couple of years ago, we launched BITO, which is uh, our Bitcoin strategy ETF. And that's the largest crypto linked ETF in the world. About $2 billion of flows come in, have come into it. And it showed everybody that that futures driven strategy, using futures for crypto exposure, a regulated futures market where there's a clearinghouse and all these good things, not the sort of weird things in the exchanges. You combine that with an ETF, you have a powerful solution. And what we did this week was expand that suite to include ETH for Ether and BETE, Betty and Beth, BETH, to offer the combined exposure to Bitcoin and Ether. Yeah, I mean, it does seem to give investors a little more confidence when you have all of those forces behind cryptocurrency. Um, that being said, how do you envision your funds um, being utilized by investors and financial advisors? Sure. Well, the first thing is it's easy to use because these are ETFs. The ticker's there. You can buy them in your brokerage account. So that makes them simple to deploy. But I think you're also asking how and why. And it's back to this resilience and diversification opportunity. Look, these are this is a volatile asset class. But guess what? It zigs when traditional assets like stocks and bonds zag. The correlations are low. 
Everybody knows when you got something that behaves differently, it can add important diversification and efficiency gains to your portfolio. Um, so they can prove to be a very nice addition to that traditional portfolio of stocks and bonds, especially appealing when you're looking at the tape these days and stocks and bonds are a little challenged of late. Yeah, and, and before we let you go, I mean, uh, the answer may seem obvious here, but give us an argument why you think everyone should have uh, some kind of crypto asset in their portfolio. It is a new asset class, and we're glad to offer both because they're not exactly the same thing. Bitcoin and Ether are the one and two largest cryptocurrencies. They're distinct a little bit from one another. Bitcoin's got the fixed supply thing, so very much that digital gold. Ether is the currency of the Ethereum ecosystem, so there's the opportunity to participate in a broader piece of the blockchain operation. But these are asset classes that are new, and it doesn't mean that you go out and you put all your money in it. It means that it's important to have exposure to new elements of the economy. The blockchain is increasing in, uh, in its presence across lots and lots of things, and these two cryptocurrencies uh, are an important way to get exposure to that. Simeon Hyman breaking it all down for us. Thank you so much for joining us here on First Look ETF. It is great to have you with us. Thank you so much. And that does it for today's episode of First Look ETF. If you enjoyed the show, tell us in the comment section below and by hitting the like button. A big thanks to all of our guests, along with Douglas Jonas from the New York Stock Exchange. Be sure to check out ETFcentral.com to learn more. I'm Stephanie Stanton with ETF Guide. Thanks so much for watching. We will see you next time. Today's episode of First Look ETF is brought to you by the New York Stock Exchange, the home of ETFs. To hear from experts across the ETF market, visit homeofetfs.com. NYSE has sponsored this production by ETF Guide LLC for illustrative, informational, and educational purposes only, without regard to any particular investor's objectives, financial situation, or circumstances. NYSE neither represents nor warrants the accuracy or correctness of any of the statements in the production, which has been independently assembled by ETF Guide LLC and with whom sole editorial control rests. NYSE makes no recommendation as to possible benefits from any securities or trading strategies, and this production is not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation of an offer to buy or sell any security or engage in any trading strategy. Prior to the execution of a purchase or sale of any security, you are advised to consult with your own advisors.